Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to this week's classic episode, folks. What is media manipulation? That's the title that we have for this back in 2015. But it, it's it's a really good question, you know. Like um, we made this as the world was collectively learning the phrase "fake news," I believe. Uh, and there there are serious questions like how often do news outlets bury a story? Right. Who determines what gets reported and how? Yeah, it is a big question because there are so many allegations that there's some kind of governmental entity or some larger private industry entity that can somehow decide what all the different outlets can and can't do. Right. And is it that wide ranging or is it more granular than that? Is, is there actually some kind of control mechanism in there? We'll find out in this classic episode. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Picture America as one large, unblinking eye. According to a 2013 Gallup poll, about 55% of this eye gets its news about current events from television. The internet is a distant second at around 21%. A smaller bit of the eye, maybe 9%, still reads print and newspapers, while that last 6% 
the mote in the eye, if you will, listens to the radio. But where is this eye looking? And who decides what it sees? Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. And I'm Ben. And as always, we are here with our super producer, Noel, the Spin Doctor Brown. So most of the American audience, I, I would say a, a much of the American audience, holds a cynical view of what they're told on the news or what they read or see in the news. Mm-hmm. A lot of them do. Yeah, uh, yeah. And these audiences can be partisan in their viewpoints, right? Arguing that one outlet is real journalism. Mm -hmm. Uh, One outlet is just complete hogwash. And, you know, maybe they have a hidden agenda. Maybe they're connected to the Illuminati or something. Sure. Uh, that's That's on the far reaches. But it's there. And it leads us to a a big question, right? We've been thinking about this all week. Yeah. So who's correct? And to what degree? Could it be possible that media outlets have crossed this line from reporting the news to creating it? And here's where it gets crazy. Yes, absolutely. This is a very popular trick. And uh, we should go ahead and add here, Matt, that you and I, and I I assume Noel as well is on board with this, we are not picking sides. We're not here to say that one particular CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or Al Jazeera is, or RT, why don't we throw that in there too, is better Right. Or necessarily worse. We're here to talk about a phenomenon, a systemic phenomenon, which is uh, different groups, I guess, different institutions using the media to report uh, things that are agendas disguised as objective facts. And it's a creepy thing, but it's a thing a lot of people expect. And it's a very old trick, too. Right. Oh, yeah, this is something that we've been seeing uh, for a long time, even before Edward Edward Bernays. Mm -hmm. But he was, you know, kind of the originator, Mm -hmm. let's say, of some of the techniques that are even used today. He he has this quote that is pretty great. He said that, quote, the United States has become a small room in which a single whisper is magnified thousands of times. Yeah, that's from his 1947 essay, The Engineering of Consent, which you can check out for free online. All right, so Matt, people who have listened to our show for a while know that you and I are fascinated with uh, Edward Bernays. And we even, because we got really into this guy, which is strange because he is sort of a Darth Vader of manipulation. But is he an Emperor Palpatine? I'm still not sure. Write in and let us know what you think. But but we actually uh, had got some really nice notes from Chuck from Stuff You Should Know because they did a podcast on Bernays and they were checking our stuff out. So this guy is maybe the most popular supervillain, antihero, mad scientist maybe in, in how stuff works currently. Oh, right? yeah. I, I can see him as this antihero. <laughs> because he is a hero to a lot of people. Well, so, He's created yeah. sw- huge swaths of jobs <laughs> all across the world. He He's better known as the father of public relations. He pioneered numerous advertising tactics uh, that kind of blur the line between commercials, professional advice, and even journalism. Mm, yes. And today, as we said, the majority of news outlets have all been accused at one point or another of twisting the facts to support an agenda or to oppose one. Right. But this doesn't necessarily mean that any given TV channel is going to 
lie or misrepresent a story. Mm-hmm. Um, it just means that maybe they're not reporting on it. Maybe they're focusing instead on something else, something, I don't know, a little more on the surface, like, let's say, a celebrity's latest faux pas. Yeah, right. Uh, a celebrity's latest stumble, Kanye West's latest outrage statement, or uh, let's see. Bieber's in there all the time. Sure, yeah. Or Cyrus. Clint Eastwood says something, someone gets in a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, right, yeah. And this this stuff, while I'm not saying that it's not important, I think we can, as a group, agree that large political movements, economic trends, international crimes, these things are more important to the common person and have more of an impact on their life. Unless, of course, you are one of the very small percent of people who works directly with or for a celebrity. In which case, I'm sorry, I hope you're okay. I'm going to just kind of make a line in the sand here and say, I don't think those celebrity stories are important whatsoever. You don't think so? I don't think so. Even if it's a person, uh, you could make the argument that there are opinion shapers, Sure. Out there that yeah. when they when their opinion is adverse to let's say the progressive views the current progressive views I can see that being uh, harmful in some way but right. man <laughs> I think I, I just I'm sorry I have I just have to say it sure or else I would feel horrible after this podcast I understand and I, I see you see what I'm saying like it, it would matter more if it was if it directly affects someone. Yes. But these larger issues, I think, have a more direct effect on the average John and Jane Q public than do the stories of, you know, strangers. I've always found, and I know this is terrible. I don't know if I've talked about this on the air before, but you know this, Matt. Noel, you've heard me say it before, too. Uh, for a long time, I kind of resented celebrities. It's it's the idea you're a stranger and it's my job to know who you are and be caught up on your stuff. Has you know something I mean? changed? No. I'm just it's it's an ongoing process. But okay. of course celebrities are people too. I don't want to be I don't want to be rude. Yeah. But it's it's also strange, you know, I I find it presumptuous that I should be expected to know what's going on with you. You know, I I I don't know what's going on with uh some of my cousins and we're related. <laughs> right? Same, same here, actually. Right. So this can happen. It does happen. Mm-hmm. It happens often. Uh, if you were a fan of Last Week Tonight, the way that uh, Matt and I are, then you have probably seen the episode where, where I think they show the cutaway from a congresswoman talking yes. about uh, a fairly important issue to actually, no lie, a report about Justin Bieber. Yeah. Like, this is breaking news. I'm going to have to stop you right there. We're going over here. Right, yeah. But we have to be careful and ask ourselves the question, is this intentional or is, you know, is there some nefarious scheme or is this uh, simply a sincere decision that that's what people want to see and that's what this sort of bread and circus vibe is what feeds Yeah, if we don't cut to the Bieber story, then people are going to cut away to, or, you know, they're going to turn their channel. right. And, and some experts see this this kind of manipulation or censorship as an act of self-censorship, as something that the uh, the company or the journalist themselves or the blogger, for instance, would decide to do uh, to preserve their 
career longevity, right? Mm -hmm. There's a great book called The Business of Media, Corporate Media and the Public Interest by these authors named David Croteau and William Hoynes. And they, and I may be mispronouncing your names, guys, sorry. Mm -hmm. They argue that uh, this, this act of self-censorship is an understandable, rational move. I agree. I don't know if that makes it right, but I totally agree. And it brings me to something that was interesting that I think you and I should talk about. Okay. All right. So we've got we've got a couple different ways that this can occur, a couple different entities that can affect the news that people will watch, not just in the states, of course, because let's also remember that uh, quite a few countries have state-owned media, mm-hmm. uh, and that that can lead to all kinds of sticky conflicts of interest. But one question you and I get often is, uh, hey, guys, have you ever been shut down? Has there been something that you were told you could not report on? No, Ben, we have not been shut down on any of the subjects. Scientology was one of those that we had to tiptoe around, but we didn't get <laughs> shut down. Yeah, I, you know, I, I guess we should say thanks, Church of Scientology, for not suing us, but we didn't. Oh man, that was that was a weird one because we we always try to be respectful of people's personal beliefs, even if those are spiritual values to which you know we don't ascribe or whatever. And you and I and Noel or none of us are Scientologists, at least that we know of. So we I was watching Noel when you said that just to see his reaction. <laughs> so we did a video on and a podcast on Operation Snow White. And we just stuck to the facts. Yeah, of what just, just the publicly available things mm-hmm. that have come about through court documents and Freedom of Information Act mm-hmm. uh, requests. And yeah, uh, we we didn't make a two and a half hour long documentary about it, so right. we're good. But check out Going Clear if you're interested in that story and you for some reason haven't seen it yet. And Matt, you and I found that we were pretty fortunate. Uh, the folks at House of Works in general, our, our uh, peer podcasts, are, are pretty fortunate as well because we haven't had someone come down like a hammer. But if someone is manipulating the media, here are the three entities that are most likely to be responsible. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. The first one is the money, the corporate sponsorship. Now, this can be a problem for, let's say, for-profit media like television, the internet, uh, the, the radio, pretty much any of them. Sure, any uh, for-profit reporting institution. Yeah, it depends on advertising. Almost always, and it can it can occasionally find itself in a conflict of interest where you've got someone who is providing money for you to make your show that has done something wrong, mm-hmm. or at least you know uh, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be wrong, but it can be bad for PR, right? Right. Yeah, it could be a conflict of interest mm-hmm. for sure, and that's understandable. This this corporate interference could also be something as simple as killing a story or, you know, burying it somewhere, mm-hmm. or as misleading as having uh, a jumped-up pseudo-expert or a industry-financed biased study become a big focus for a news piece. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is where... And let me do an example that's not too scary. Okay. This would be something like where they have... Uh, just make up a, a name, male or female. Richie. Richie. What's Richie's last name? Jacobson. So, uh, Dr. Richie Jacobson yeah. from the American Dairy Growers Association Institute for Innovation or okay. whatever. Yeah, yeah. What whatever. Some sort of official name. Anyway, Dr. Jacobson is interviewed on CNN or Fox or MSNBC. And I keep naming them all because I want to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the interview is about the health benefits of butter. Are people eating enough butter? No. Studies show they are not. <laughs> what could the dangers be? Well, yes. yeah. So that kind of stuff can happen, and Bernays really did popularize that. Uh, but then there's another related possibility that we see when big companies start eating each other and creating leviathans. It's that uh, they could prevent access to competitor news, the same way that cable companies and uh, internet service providers and things like uh, Netflix are currently in, uh, what would they say? Oh, beefing. Yeah, they're beefing pretty hard, or they were beefing a lot harder, like, 
this previous year and sure. a little before that. But there's there's lots of beef to go around in that sector. Like who is going to be watching the media and where? Which app are you going to use? Right, and so we can see that happening if uh, an ISP also owns a news outfit, then logically from a business perspective you can you can follow the breadcrumbs to to learn how they would eventually decide wait let's not have these other people use our road to take our business you yeah, know what i mean right the second possibility is that you've got some kind of government interference or state level manipulation oh matt you know this is my favorite one right yeah i love stories where an unnamed official reported but they couldn't make they couldn't make a public statement so an unnamed and there's always a little hint like an unnamed state department official an unnamed high level intelligence official mm-hmm. an unnamed white house person right mm-hmm. or unnamed representative right yeah yeah and when that happens we would caution you to be hypersensitive to it because what that means is that someone is manufacturing a leak. It is sanctioned. When people do that, in general, it is sanctioned. And it's there because your opinion should, is, is meant to be swayed. Right? Yes. Or, yeah, to, to provide a counterpoint, perhaps, mm-hmm. to something that's being talked about in the media, or even a, like a small, giving in just a small amount to a negative news story that's, that's circulating. Right. Yeah, exactly. A little bit, a little bit of spin. And this, of course, is legal at this point, right? Mm -hmm. We know it's legal if it's sanctioned by the actors, but then state level actors. And when we say state actors, what we mean are are, uh, the governing regimes of any country, right? So state level actors can also prevent media outlets from publishing information that they think would be damaging. You often hear this associated with the phrase national security. Almost always. The great boogeyman. Yeah, if you can get away with preventing a story coming out in the news, that that national security phrase is in there somewhere. So this is something we see like the New York Times has been accused of withholding information, but... I think there's a big gray area here, too, because if publishing some sort of information harms people when you publish it, then ethically, should you sit on it? I don't know. And maybe it goes case by case. But another thing. I, I, I yeah, just want to say, yeah. I think it depends on how you view what the media is ah. and its function in a democracy. Should the media be a merciless reporting machine, right? Should it exist not to help, not to hinder, but only to propagate facts? Should it? I mean, maybe in a perfect world. I don't think we've ever seen it function that way. No, uh, ProPublica, which we I believe we've mentioned on the show before, is a nonprofit entity that does, you know... They do a great in, job. ...in-depth investigative journalism. Yeah, but they're... There are a lot of stories that they will have a tough time getting to just due to time demands. Well, yeah, and access, I think, sometimes. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Another thing, one thing that I don't think ProPublica has done, but that a lot of countries work with media outlets to create are stories that are written largely by 
the government. Mm. So, for example, we'll pick on RT a little bit here. Russian Times, that's what the RT stood for uh, before it pulled a uh, TLC, Mm -hmm. right? And what you'll see often in here are going to be, uh, you'll see stuff like an unnamed official from the Ministry of blah, 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 uh, said that uh, the latest act of the U.S. is total malarkey, and here's why. I don't think they would use the word malarkey, but I'd love it if they did. <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't know if there's a Russian word for malarkey. RT is a news source that I find helpful because they will give you that opposing viewpoint from a lot of the news you'll see in the Western media. Sure. But yeah, yeah like Ben said, there there are things that if you're consciously watching and mm-hmm. and really paying attention, you'll see some of the the hints at that stuff. Right. Yeah. That the the government is is writing the the think pieces or the journals. sometimes. Well, I would say it's pretty often in RT. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like that's the case. It seems like the, it is used often for propaganda purposes. Hmm. And that leads us to another another entity that can control these things, the third one. So we did the money, right, mm-hmm. the, the corporate sponsorship. We did the state-level interference. And there's something here that's very individual, you know, very, yes. very John Galt, I guess, the, the ideology of the owner. Yeah, it's no surprise. These are corporations. If you're a large news entity, you're, a, you're probably a corporation. Right. And corporations have boards. Corporations have owners, like which is kind of the board, but also CEOs and all these other people that make up everything, right? Right. High-powered media barons. And well, case in point, Rupert Murdoch. Whether you agree, <laughs> you say. <laughs> whether you agree with what he thinks or what he wants to see happen in the world, or whether you disagree, it's it would be. Misleading. It would be dishonest to say that he does not actively use his uh, his position to influence political views and actions of his audience. And it is totally legal. I don't know if it's ethical, but until he willfully distorts the news, then it is legal. But there are so many different ways you can affect the news or influence it without quite crossing that line. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So we have uh we have a quote uh for another example here. We have a quote from the New Yorker in 2013, uh a piece called A Word from Our Sponsor by Jane Meyer. And this gives us a little bit of insight into the Koch brothers, specifically David Koch. In the 1980s, he began expanding his charitable contributions to the media, donating $23 million to public television over the years. In 1997, he began serving as a trustee of Boston's public broadcasting operation, WGBH. And in 2006, he joined the board of New York's public television outlet, WNET. Recent news reports have suggested that the Koch brothers are considering buying eight daily newspapers owned by the Tribune Company one of the country's largest media empires, raising concerns that its publications, which include the Chicago Tribune and the Los Angeles Times, might slant news coverage to serve the interests of their new owners, either through executive mandates or through self-censorship. 
Clarence Page, a liberal Tribune columnist, recently said that the Kochs appeared intent on using a media company as a vehicle for their political voice. And this this example just shows us, I think, a, a quick walkthrough of what could happen if, if someone has an ideology, and everybody has some sort of ideology, right? Some sort of belief system. Sure, and, and it should be noted that that is a big what if. That is a speculation on what might happen if this right. goes through. It is not speculation that he did take those actions. Absolutely. Uh, but the very last part there about oh, yeah, the yeah. consequences of this of these and, actions. And to be fair, it sounds like uh, Mr. Page, as a liberal Tribune columnist, has reason to be concerned, mm-hmm. right? Because he probably does not align with the Koch brother vision. We have other examples. Let's do some examples of times this has happened. Uh, so Jane Aker, in 1997, a journalist named Jane Aker and her then-husband and partner, Steve Wilson, were journalists for a little station called WTVT in Tampa, Florida. That's part of Fox Broadcasting Company. And they were working on a story, Matt, about Monsanto and RBGH, or uh, it's formal name, recombinant bovine growth hormone. This is an additive that people put in milk. The FDA approved it, but this additive, this RBGH, was also blamed for a number of alleged health issues. Yeah, RBGH is that thing that they inject into the cows to make them produce more milk. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was reading about this story, it's it makes the they get pus, the cows get pus in their udders, mm-hmm. and then it gets into the milk, and it was just a really, it was a nasty thing. So definitely health issues for the cattle. Yes, okay. um, and possible health issues for humans consuming it, but that was kind of, because eh, it gets pasteurized anyway. Uh, I see, I see. Well, okay, so Steve Wilson and Jane Aker, they had planned a investigative report on this, a long-form four-part report. Monsanto, however, or Representative Monsanto, wrote to the president of Fox News Channel in an attempt to have the report, quote, reviewed for bias and because of concerns of potentially enormous damage. Yeah, if you knew that there was this thing that sounds really gross, that does gross things to the cows, you know, from the milk that you're eating, Mm -hmm. probably, you know, you might not buy milk that week. You might try something else. I think silk was coming out around that time or becoming really big. Is that the soy milk? The soy milk and all of that. Uh, I don't know. It could have been really bad for business, Ben. Well, either way, WTVT there in Tampa, Florida, killed the report. And they said officially they killed it because this was not breakthrough journalism. It's just not what we're looking for, you guys. Jeez. So uh, Wilson and Aker then claimed WTVT was lying. And the channel said that this decision occurred for the sake of fairness. Ah, yeah, fair and balanced. Show both sides of the issue. That's what Fox's motto was. Uh, According to Aker and Wilson, the two rewrote this report and rewrote this report and rewrote it. And they went through about 80 revisions. Uh, Then WTVT fired them. Without just cause, or did not renew their contracts, which would have been up for renewal in 1998. The channel, WTVT, then later ran a report about Monsanto and RBGH in 1998, the year after. And this report included defenses directly from Monsanto. So they had the other side, 
to okay, get that balance. So, so they show both sides, which is something, you know, oddly enough, on our show, we, we do try right? to do. Kind of respect that. Yeah, I guess I can see it. So Akers and Wilson took this to court, fired unjustly. Uh, Akers saw herself as a whistleblower, saying this mm-hmm. was shut down. This is not real journalism. This is unethical. Uh, they had a long court battle. They went through appeals. They finally lost the case in 2007, their final challenge with the FCC, because the FCC called the conflict an editorial dispute rather than a deliberate effort to distort the news. So was this just a debate over how the story should be presented to the public, or was this a debate over covering up a story? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the FCC said it was just a debate about essentially how, how it's presented or the tone. But let's go to one of my personal favorite ones, another example. Edward Bernays and the American support for the coup d'etat in Guatemala in 1954. United Fruit Company... Great company. You should really learn as much as you can about the United Fruit Company. Yeah, United Fruit Company had a problem with the democratically elected government of Guatemala, which was that the government of Guatemala felt it was being unfairly treated by a foreign-owned company that was intensely corrupt and violent toward the people of Guatemala. And large and powerful. Right, and large and more powerful than the government of Guatemala. So United Fruit hired Edward Bernays to portray the company as a victim of the unfair Guatemalan government to spread misinformation, building support in the U.S. amidst mm-hmm. voters and uh, influencers like in Congress to, to build support for a coup in Guatemala, which launched a civil war that went on for decades and was absolutely brutal and did not end until the 1990s. That's what happened. And this 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 thing that worked so well was necessary really for support of the coup because at that time, you know, like the average person again going back to John and Jane Quotidian Public, that's what the Q stands for, <laughs> they were they they were not likely to support a foreign intervention. You know, how, what, what does this have to do with us? They were yeah, saying. what do I gain from this mm-hmm. action? But it worked, and the Arbenz government was overthrown thanks to this uh, this series of reports. So that was a while ago. Right. Now we're in this brand new age of the Internet, Ben. You can get information as quickly as you want it, mm-hmm. and as much of it from any different place that you want to. So misinformation, unfortunately, in this brand new world, it can spread more easily than ever before. And Gadget knocked $4 billion off the Apple market cap. Do you remember this? It was due to an internal Apple email about the delay of an OS, an operating system, Leopard, mm-hmm. back in 2007. So just by Engadget talking about this, mm-hmm. it went, floop, there's $4 billion down the drain. Yeah, uh, Apple stock tanked, there was a massive sell-off, and then Apple quickly notified Engadget that this was a hoax and that there was no delay. Oh, it was just a hoax, okay. Yeah, speaking of hoaxes, right, Greenpeace also did a hoax. Uh, then uh, there was a video, an alleged video, of Shell executives celebrating a new drilling venture. Several news sources mistook it for something legit and was actually a production involving uh, the Yes Men, which yep. you, you're familiar with, right, Matt? Yeah, great 
and I think it was the f- the first thing they were in was a documentary uh, that they made about what they were doing, right. where they would impersonate uh, an official from some giant corporation mm-hmm. and basically get other corporations or the one that they were impersonating to admit things, admit or try to get them to admit wrongdoing. Yes, yeah, exactly. Or say we apologize. On, we, they would pretend to be, you know, representatives of a bank or, mm-hmm. or some other large company, an oil company, right? Yeah, and they would say we apologize for whatever we're going to give, donate billions of dollars. The one I remember most is when they represented Union Carbide, and they came out and publicly apologized for the Bhopal spill and disaster, uh, and. I, they said they were going to pay. I think. I think they said they were going to pay people in Bhopal for all the 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 harm that they caused. Oh right, yeah. This was in two thousand and four, twentieth anniversary of the disaster. A guy claiming to be a Dow representative was interviewed on BBC World yes. News. He said the company was going to clean up the site and compensate everyone harmed in that incident because they were going to liquidate Union Carbide for like twelve billion dollars. Dow quickly said, we don't know this guy. Yep. Everything he's saying is not correct. And that uh, was all happening while he was on the air. Right, yeah, they, they jumped on it pretty quickly. This manipulation could also be a matter of timing, and there's something really neat that we'd like to introduce you guys to. Here in the West, a lot of possibly disruptive, unfavorable, or unpopular stories are issued on a Friday afternoon or early evening. And it's often called a Friday news dump. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If you want to learn more about this, we highly recommend you check out the subreddit Friday News Dump. Right, yeah, and if you just scroll through that, you'll see a bunch of stories that are allegedly stuff, maybe not stuff they don't want you to know, but stuff they hope you don't pay too much attention yeah, they, to. Yeah, they reported it, but the, not not many eyes are on it at that time when it's really right. hot, right? When, yeah. That moment when it comes out. Yeah, and speaking of learning more and fantastic segues, uh, we have some stuff for you to check out if you would like to delve into the strange world of media manipulation. Uh, the first would be the book we mentioned at the top, The Business of Media, Corporate Media, and the Public Interest with uh, David Croteau and William Hoynes. That second one is the essay we mentioned by Edward Bernays called Engineering Consent, and also I would say... Maybe even first, read Propaganda. Ah, yes, Propaganda. Wow, what a great book. I, I had a copy of that somewhere. Do Did I steal it from you? I don't know. I don't know if... It, there's some books, Matt, that I don't think anybody really owns. I'm going to check my shelves when I go home. Okay, well then, if you find it... Just uh, just pass it along to someone else. Okay. Yeah, and then we have a more recent book, The Image, A Guide to Pseudo-Events in America by Daniel J. Borston. This is more recent than propaganda, but it's still, it was published in 1962. And this, this concept of pseudo-events, this is stuff like a press conference or presidential debate manufactured solely to be reported and how the de definition of a celebrity at the time this book was being written was transforming to someone who is known for being well-known. Yeah. So not someone who contributes artistically or materially or intellectually to society, someone who is just is a, a stranger you are supposed to know. Yeah. For doing anything, even if it's just being in the being good at being in the spotlight. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, then the, this guy kind of casts a, a vision of a, a U.S. at least that is consumed by its own illusions that sort of feed on themselves, and how difficult it can be to find actual information. Right. Yeah. The next one is called Trust Me, I'm Lying, Confessions of a Media Manipulator by Ryan Holiday. Now, Ryan Holiday has written some great stuff for Forbes, mm -hmm. and he would be, I think the phrase he uses is media strategist, mm. but a media manipulator is what he's, what he's called it before, and he talked about you know these malicious online rumors uh, costing companies millions of dollars, uh, these scandals just sweeping across uh, the political landscape, ruining yep. someone's career that way. Someone, all this, some product or celebrity becomes a viral sensation. But he says this doesn't happen by accident. There's usually someone responsible for it. 
and he says uh, he establishes three things about today's culture. The first one is uh, blogs, online blogs. Like think about the Gawker or HuffPo, Huffington Post or BuzzFeed. These sites, they've spit out so much stuff and they are meant to bait you into clicking. Right. You won't believe what, how clickable they are. <laughs> Keyboards hate them. <laughs> right? Something like that. Microsoft and other keyboard makers love them. Right, right. But stick around for the rest of the list, because number two will blow your mind. Number two, bloggers are slaves to money, technology, and deadlines. And uh, his his language there, I don't know that if that comparison is very good, but, you know, the the point is they're... There are things that these bloggers have to depend upon. Right, yeah. They can't just be magically nurtured by the gods of good investigative journalism. True. Yet, which is a shame. <laughs> One day. Number three, manipulators wield these levers to shape everything you read, everything you see and watch online and sometimes offline. Right. The Bernays legacy continues. Uh, and in these in these books you can learn more about the behind the scenes so, and I'll be honest some of it's pretty dirty uh the the behind the scenes behavior that goes into the the story you all of a sudden saw the internet go nuts over like the what color was the dress thing right oh, yeah which was a, a thing that people seem to be very interested in but it was, was it because they were really interested or was there a manufactured wave of attention you know that's a good question i don't know the answer to it however we hope that this introduction to media manipulation has given you some things to think about and some tools to use when you're watching stuff. Now, Matt, I think you and I have said this before, but if you go in assuming that every place, every every show, ours included perhaps, has an agenda, then what you find is that the best way to learn the objective facts or truth about something is not to rely on one source. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Spread it out a little bit because your those points of perspective from all these different outlets are going to give you better perspective. Right. Exactly. So it's true that uh, RT and maybe the Washington Post will publish very different accounts of mm -hmm. maybe the same event. Right. Yeah. And instead of thinking, well, I'm going to find one place reporting this that isn't clearly a hit piece or doesn't have some sort of agenda, it takes a little more effort, but it is more rewarding to check out both of them and say, hmm, what, what, what do I think is true? It's like going to the doctor for something serious. Get a second opinion every time. Absolutely. Uh, before we wrap up, Ben, I was interested if you would like to hear some listener mail. All right, so listener mail. Today we have some corrections, ladies and gentlemen, come to us courtesy of Stephen K. And Stephen K. pointed out a huge goof that we made in the episode. Yeah. LBJ was not running for re-election. In fact, uh, two months before uh, Robert Kennedy was killed, LBJ said, I shall not seek and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. 
Right, and you are correct, Stephen. And thanks so much for writing. Uh, and we we appreciate it. We appreciate your time there. Okay, we've got a little bit of time. Let's do one more. All right. This message comes from Corey. He says, hey, guys, really enjoy your show. Thanks, dude. I was listening to the most recent episode on Robert Kennedy and the theory regarding whether he was assassinated by a Manchurian candidate. You may want to take a look at the hypnotism and mentalism community. While you mentioned Darren Brown, take a look at Anthony Joaquin's hypnotism seminars and products. He has one called Reality is Plastic and The Trilby Connection and the Manchurian approach. Uh-huh. All sound interesting. Uh, in addition, there are some other magic-esque products out there on the market, like Mind Eraser by Joe Brogy, which, according to them, makes people forget simple information, like uh, the chosen card, their own name. What? My personal belief is that hypnotism doesn't work. It's based on routines that are psychological and aid in assisting people to believe. Perhaps you can do a show on head hacking. See J. Noblezada. Anyhow, I hope this helps. Interesting stuff, yeah. Corey. Yeah, thank you for writing in, Corey. One one thing I will say is that it really depends on what your concept of hypnotism is. We did a I did a piece for Brain Stuff on hypnotism earlier, and this state of suggestibility concept does it it does have some sand to it. However, it's the the idea that you could mentally overpower someone, put them in a trance, and make them do something insane, it, it, it's not that simple, nor that clear-cut. It's not ESP. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and how cool would it be? And we hope that you guys have enjoyed the podcast so far because there's one more thing we do at the end of every episode now. Isn't that right? That's right, Ben. It's time for our moment with Noel. Hey, buddy. Hey, guys. How's, how's it going? Yeah, it's going okay. How are you? Doing pretty well. Uh, so you've got a double set of headphones in today. Well, it's just a proper set of headphones and then a single earbud. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. You, can, you're a Renaissance man. Can I bring something up that our audience maybe doesn't know? Sure. And you guys might be a little embarrassed, but I just want to get into it, just if, if that's okay. What's Open that? Up, man. Do it. So I have now seen both of you perform live in front of audiences. Oh, man. In things that are outside of work. Uh, Are you guys okay with me talking about this? Okay, well, (laughs) should we get through you first? Let's get done with you first really fast. Let's do do Noel's part. Okay, okay. All right, Noel. Yes. uh, So I don't know how many people out here know, but you're a a musician. You're an excellent bassist. You're excellent on a keyboard. You're a composer. You are a multi-instrumentalist. That's very kind of you, sir. Uh, And... It, I, I don't know. I just want to bring this up. I want to talk about performing live in front of an audience mm. because I haven't done this in a good long while. I play drums. I used to play drums live a lot. But how do you guys approach that? Do you still have like get the nervous feeling when you do that stuff? I mean, I guess it's all about your comfort level. Like I look at something like what Ben does where he's, you know, doing stuff off the cuff in front of a crowd and that just makes me feel like a crazy person. But like, you know, I mean, I can improvise playing music, but nine mm. times out of ten, I'm doing something that's pretty well rehearsed and that I'm real comfortable with. And, you know, I feel the exact same way yeah. as a drummer. So everybody, Ben, mm, I, uh, yeah, ben does. Thank you, thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. I, uh, primarily, uh, I, I primarily count on mescaline. You know, that's how I came up. <laughs> nice callback, Ben. Live performances. Sure. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, just, uh, 
take a bunch of mescaline, right? Yep, and, yep, and then yep. the spirit is with you. And then it's a spirit journey, whatever you're doing. Uh, just in all, in all fairness, I have never tried mescaline. I'm not that, I'm not that, uh, Cool, or really even that enterprising. I don't know where I would find it. I'm not plugged in enough. I'm too square. Uh, but I hear it's in the desert. It's like you got to tap a cactus or something. Nice. Yeah, Do you have a secret tap? I don't know. No, I, I, I think I learned that from watching the Doors movie. Oh, yes. Uh, so, well, live performance. You know, we have a lot of performers in our audience too, and every so often we get an email from them. Uh, I want to invite you guys to feel free if you if you would like to send uh, some music our way that you think is cool. Then yeah, we'd love to hear it. Any performance, really. Well, any safe mm, for yes, work yes. performance. <laughs> I see no one crack it up a little bit there. You know what I've been revisiting lately? I don't know if you guys what, are into this. Uh, have you heard of the group Destroyer? It's uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, they were big on album '88 for right. a long time. Yeah, well, it's this guy Dan Bihar Bijar. It's a J. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but he was also in the band The New Pornographers. But his stuff is Destroyer. Yeah, I've been kind of revisiting, and he's got some pretty. Pretty interesting little conspiratorial tidbits in his lyrics. Yeah. Some very nice. kind of uh, apocalyptic kind of little turns of phrase. Well, which I, I'm a big fan of. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go check that out right now. Thank you for telling me. You know, I can love. I, can that I say one thing? I yeah. just, there's something that I, I felt like maybe I would have wanted to hear you guys touch on in the episode today. Um, I guess it hasn't really made a huge splash, but it came out maybe yesterday or yesterday that Brian Williams is in fact not going to be resuming his post. As really? The oh. The NBC Nightly News. Now, Brian Williams, uh, didn't he get in trouble for uh, exaggerating right. the story yeah. about the helicopter? Yeah, right? and, and then, you know, and I think that called attention to the fact that maybe there were some other things that he wasn't completely, you know, above board with. And it just yeah. kind of made me think of this idea as, like, news reporters as celebrities. Yeah, that's exactly ah, what I want to bring good. up. He crosses the divide there for sure. these things. A regular Anderson Cooper. <laughs> so it really starts blurring the lines when you're talking about like reporting celebrity gossip, and then you have these reporters who themselves are celebrities doing a performance. So I don't oh, know. No. I think it's, it's we've sort gone of too far, hole. guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's that's an excellent example. Thank you so much for raising it. And this is a great way for us to ask you for advice, uh, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think are some of the most often censored or suppressed news stories? Uh, what do you, what do you think is dishonest about the media today, and why? If you if you had to guess why, I'd really like to know stories, at least recent stories mm-hmm. that you think have been either pushed to the side or just covered, like just on top with a, a giant pancake of celebrity. Uh, I just, I mean, the biggest pancake you can imagine. Sure. On top. And that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is 1-833-STDWYTK. If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iheartradio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.